Hello, I'm Holly Rowe. Welcome to the Seven Innings Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome. The next 45 minutes or so should give you a perfect example of all the fun we had in season one. If you listened to us last season, then welcome back. You can stroll down memory lane with us as we listen to some of the best moments from the 2018 version of the Seven Innings Podcast. We are excited to tell you that we can now be found on the ESPN app under podcasts as we are officially part of the ESPN podcast team. We will still be available on iTunes and most everywhere you listen to podcasts. On this episode, you'll hear how much fun we have covering the sport we all love so much. Right from the beginning, the voice of college softball, Beth Moens intros the crew like only she can. Hey, welcome to opening day, everybody, of the Seven Innings Podcast, the brand new ESPN softball podcast. We've also tweeted out a lineup card for you, so you can follow along with us at Seven Innings Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Bemo, Horo, Smitty, Jess, Scarborough, and Jimmy Softball with you. And Jimmy Softball is so excited because we have some more testosterone on the PCAST this week. Adam's with us. Woohoo! <laughs> Hashtag. Mayhem. Mayhem! Mayhem! Woo! It's officially madness. Softball has mayhem. By the way, this is at least the 17th take we've had to do to this <laughs> intro. That's how punch drunk and we've been we all day. That's all right. Well, the, to be honest, we've never all been in the same spot to this record is so cool. this podcast. We're so we're giggling nervous. too much, and we're nervous, and we're giggling. Bemo, Horo, Jimmy Softball, Scarborough, Rutro. <laughs> Rose here, more knowledge in the house. Adams with us. Smitty's here. Jersey Meg is here. Formerly known as. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Women's College World Series edition of the Seven Innings Podcast. First of all, cheers, everybody. We are in Oklahoma City. Cheers, everybody. And for the first time, we also have our first studio audience. Yes, yes. Bimo, Holro, Smitty, Doza, Scarborough, Rutrow, Molly Mall, Adam, Delo with the Velo, Bro, and Jimmy Softball all in attendance. We traveled from the Pacific Northwest to the Southeast to Southern California and everywhere in between. You might say from sea to shining sea to talk with the top coaches and players in college softball and the biggest names in the sport. Uh, Kelly Barnhill had a chance to sit down and talk with Jessica Mendoza. Well, today we have a very special guest, a freshman, Aaliyah Jordan for UCLA. Scarborough is standing by with a very special guest. We're also here with Florida State head coach Lonnie Alameda, who's just so gracefully joined us. <laughs> That's right. I was able to check in with Heather Tarr of Washington. You know, she started out as a ball girl for the Huskies, played for Washington. Because you caught up with her, right, in your your, uh, your trip to Seattle. That's right. Let's hear from Taryn. She's in a great place so far this season. And we had a chance to, to visit with um, some Tennessee alums, including Tanya Callahan. We had her up in the booth. They had a little tailgate that uh, Smitty and I crashed. It was Callahan, Tiffany Huff, Catherine Card, Allison Fulmer, Mahan, and uh, Carissa Rustan were all there. And they Okay, so here with Patrick Murphy, and you're going to have to forgive us because it's a little loud in here. We're at the Crimson Choice Awards. Two sisters who are both playing and starting for UCLA softball. How cool is this? You have been here, Kylie Perez, an established starter. You've been to the World Series, and like all of a sudden now you're playing alongside your sister. We're talking with a couple of the Oregon Ducks who uh, have Oregon right now, number one RPI, and still very much in the chase for the Pac-12 championship. Jenna Lilly and Megan Clayson. 
I'm here with Amanda Lorenz, who earlier today was named the SEC Player of the Year. Um, Sydney Romero and Shay Knight, two of their stars. I'm very excited because I feel like I've penetrated the fortress of the NCAA finally after 20 years. So small victory. It is a small victory. I it's, it's good to have you here. I'm so excited. This is Natalie Shock. She is the 2018 Division One Softball Committee Chair. Coming up on the podcast, Mike Candrea. It's time to bear down with Arizona. I am here with Virginia Wesleyan University, Cassidy Howron, and you just won the Division Three National Championship on Hall of Fame Stadium Field. Hopefully we're going to hear from Monica Abbott, from Hannah Flippen, from the brand new head coach of the Oregon Ducks, Missy Lombardi. We got so much stuff. Welcome now to the 7 Innings Podcast, Kelly Crutchman, Team USA. Now on the 7 Innings Podcast, two Utes. Utah! Utah in the house! You, you, you. Holly Rowe, along with fellow Ute, Hannah Flippin. Beth Moans is with us as well, but I'm more excited about Hannah Flippin. Feeling like a Ute. All right, the Seven Innings podcast right now. We have a nerd alert because Horo is geeking out right now. One of her all-time favorites, Monica Abbott, joining us on the program. On almost a weekly basis, Seven Innings podcast had our sage lefty keeping us grounded and giving us all some words to live by. Sandy Koufax said it best. Show me a pitcher that can't throw on the inside corner and I'll throw you I'll show you a loser. Steel iron forges iron and you've got to get the team strong for the postseason. But sometimes a little bit of a stubbing of the toe makes you wake up. They're gonna to have to do things a little bit different. People ask, what's the most important pitch? The next pitch coming or the next pitch that you throw. You've gotta be in the present. You gotta be where your feet are. Mitty so. always likes to say, if you're thinking you're stinking. <laughs> You're stinking. Moving on to number us. So low in the zone and slow in the zone. Um, I, I, I think I, a couple of my favorite ones are, uh, BMO, we talk about this a lot. If you're thinking, you're stinking. Um, you don't want to be thinking on the ball field. Did you just change your accent? She like, is. Are you changing your accent she's, right now for life? All of a sudden, life? she's sounding very collegial. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. Let me put my glasses on. Um, I love, I love my uh, uh, ball base backup. It's very good, especially for younger athletes. Go to the Me ball too. first, then I, the base, and then you back up. So that, that's the order of progression when you're defending. River. I don't need to say anything else. River. Um, are you renting or are you owning? Are you renting or are you owning? Take ownership, baby. Um, trust is a must. You got to be able to uh, – pitchers got to trust your pitches. And, uh, and I think one of my favorite ones for – Young pitchers trying to figure out where to throw really good hitters is when in doubt, throw low and out because typically the low out quadrant of the strike zone has the lowest batting average in general. Life life lessons with Michelle Smith. (laughs) And probably my favorite segment each week was Shaggin' Stats. Not only because of this sexy intro, if I do say so myself, but because it gave us all an opportunity to showcase the best performances on the field some of which you may not have even known about. This week on Shaggin Stats, their team is hitting 340, 46 home runs. Kennedy Goff and Holly Spears are both in the top 10 in the country in batting average right now and both have a chance to flirt with the 500 mark. Holly, I just, I can't do what you do. That was just a great voice and I need to hear more of it. And I point my eye to Justice Mills, who last year she hit one and this year she's already hit 10. I'm calling her Justice League. (laughs) 
But here's some real stats you guys are going to love. Oh, cannot wait for this. The Seven Innings Podcast has just gone over 110,000 downloads. Woo! All right. Yes. Who wants to sponsor us? Reach out to us at Seven Innings Podcast. All right. And my stat, of course, I've got to give Oklahoma State some love. Vanessa Shippey, who was just incredible oh. this week. So not <laughs> – yeah, I know. I'm a homer. I can't <laughs> – go Cowgirls. She has just been, you guys, outstanding. She is number two two batting average in the NCAA at 492, but specifically this week against Baylor, she was 11 for 19. That is a 579 batting average. So Vanessa should be getting some love on shagging stats. The combination of uh, Garcia, Azevedo, Tamilo, and Grauer out of UCLA. The stat was between a 1.4 ERA, 1.96, 2.7, and a 2.5 ERA. I who would have thought I'd ever give pitching as a stat of the weekend? But after they came off a big, huge sweep of Utah, um, those four arms were a huge part of that. Episode two, Arizona State's left-handed sophomore pitcher, Giselle Ooh. Super G. Juarez at 16-1. and one. She's already got over 186 strikeouts on the season, a 0.73 ERA. She is shagging some stats. Struggled last year in 2017, hit just 258 with one home run this year. She is hitting 387, three home runs, just having a great season for the Ducks. So go Jenna Lilly. We have two freshmen. Atop the home run chase right now nationwide, Katie Preble with 18 at Gardner-Webb, and then Jocelyn Allo of Oklahoma is just one behind her. Um, I'm going to take it back to Washington. I know I mentioned a, a different kind of stat. There's too many stats that we love here in Shaggin' Stats, but Gabby Plain, who's the number two pitcher behind Taryn Alvello for Washington, you guys, four. The number is four. The amount of extra base hits that she's given up in 86 innings pitched this season. And I got to tell you the story about Zamari Hinton. From Sacramento State, the senior Hornet out of Elk Grove, California, 126 at-bats this season without a strikeout. America, this is not a jinx. Uh, for that Drake team that is winning conference, they're 18-0, and and Nicole Newman hasn't given up any earned runs in conference play. I repeat, Nicole Newman has not given up any earned runs in conference play. Drake, 18-0. She's leading the way, only given up one extra base hit. Pretty incredible. Wow. That's wow. All right, I'll take your shagging stat for pitchers. And I'm going Megan Kleiss. I know we've given her some love, but I'll tell you what. Strikeout to walk ratio. Not only is it number one in the country, but she's got 179 to 50. walks. And what I love about this is she's not even top 30 in strikeouts in the country. The strikeouts that she gets, the D that she gets behind her, the contact that she's able to make, and then the fact that she commands. I mean, to me, that's everything. Yeah, you can have a powerful pitch that'll get everyone to swing and miss, but if you can't command your pitches, to me, the strike to walkout ratio tells me that. Megan Kleiss, number one, 179 to 15. That's awesome, and I love that a hitter is giving pitcher stats. That's awesome. There it is. I wasn't sure if we had the Shaggin' Stats music, so I just sang it myself. (laughs) Time now for Shaggin' Stats. I'll fix it in post. (laughs) <laughs> he's going to add the music because maybe he didn't think mine was good. It came to an end, folks. Zamari Hinton, Sacramento State. We were rooting no! for Zamari. No! She, she almost got there. It was Friday night, bottom of the first against North Dakota. And Kaylin Vandemelen, I hope I got that right, Kayla, struck her out in the first inning. 149 ABs for Zamari Hinton. 
And just do you guys think Kayla knew? Day. Do you think oh, Kayla knew that she had struck out yet? Was that swinging or looking? I don't have that information, Smitty. Oh, <laughs> no, because we—that's an important <laughs> part swinging. of that. It, she went down swinging. That's how I want to remember that. That's how I yeah, want to remember that. You. Now we're pulling for to just have the one. Did you know that in the West, a zero point zero zero ERA, which I believe is good because it means nothing. <laughs> nothing was given up. Well deduced, uh, Holly. <laughs> Pac-12, pitcher of the week, Rachel Garcia from UCLA. I believe that as she goes, the Bruins season will go. She has been unbelievable. Uh, four games played, three wins, 14 innings pitched, 22 strikeouts. Wow. Texas A&M has four players on the all-defensive team. Ooh. Nice. Pretty yep. cool. Well, you Erica know what? Russell, Tori Vidalis, Ashley Walters, and Sarah Huda. Yes. It's because little nice. Joe Evans is from Utah, and we're feisty Feisty defenders. 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 Scrappy. <laughs> and she emphasizes defense, which does win championships. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. And my shagging stats is about the Arkansas Razorbacks. This is their eighth trip to the NCAA tournament. In six of their last seven postseasons, they have been knocked out in Norman, Oklahoma. And guess where they're headed this weekend? Back to Norman, I just want you to know that our shagging stats is making waves because I was in the PA, the, the press box at UCLA and their PA announcer slash SID extraordinaire, James Ebernis said, um, I should I do this announcement I in my shagging stats voice? So I just want oh, you to wow. know we, we're blowing up over here. Blowing, blowing up. up. <laughs> Never been For so my shagging stat, I'm going to go with uh, a little bit bigger picture stuff here. Uh, national seeds this weekend. We've already talked about how all 16 advanced. But they were 50-3 and three in the tournament, and there was 31 shutouts and 19 run rule games. And then the other number I want to give you guys is, uh, wow. is 48, because that's the number of teams that are done for the season right now. We've only got 16 left. Woo! And my shagging stat pops back to Texas, where we're very curious about how Mike White's going to do walking into that roster. 82% of their hits are returning, 80% of their RBIs, and 84% of their home runs from Ooh. last year. So they've got some firepower, but the question remains, what can he do on the pitching staff? Only 14 of their 33 pitching victories return. Okay, Adam, your news. So I'm going to forgive you for not knowing that you have to wrap it up by saying, and that was shagging stats! <laughs> So next time, you're going to have to bring it a little stronger with your big announcer voice. By the midway point of the season, everyone in the softball world was listening in, and they told us so. Hey, everyone. Monica Abbott here. Hello, softball fans worldwide. Kat Osterman here. Hi, this is Tim Walton, four-time SEC champion, and you're listening to the 7 Innings Podcast. Hey, it's Lauren Chamberlain. Hi, this is Jen Schroeder. I've been absolutely loving listening to the 7 Innings Podcast. Hi, I'm Sue Enquist. I enjoy listening to 7 Innings Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Delaney Spalding, and I think the 7 Innings Podcast is super cool. Hey, y'all. Megan Willis here, and I just wanted to share, if you guys want to know the softball 411, go to the 7 Inning Podcast. You can download it on your computer, your iPhone, whatever. Hotty toddy. This is Mike Smith from Ole Miss Softball. You're listening to 7 Innings Podcast. Hi, I'm Natasha Watley, two-time Olympian. Hi, I'm Lauren Hager. I love listening to the 7 Innings Podcast, and I know you will too. Hi, I'm Danielle Laurie, big fan of the 7 Innings Podcast. I tune in weekly. Hey, this is Kayla Bro, and for all of the latest news in the softball world, I listen to the 7 Innings Podcast. But at the heart of our little podcast 
are the personalities that cover softball for ESPN. We had so much fun getting together to talk about softball. We mixed our vast knowledge of the sport with lighthearted stories that kept us all a little bit entertained. At least we like to think so. I like to give myself, you know, a positive word or take a deep breath, something. It can be anything, you know. I could say clear the mechanism or one pitch at a time or here we go, Monica. And Holly Rowe loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, let's go, Holly Rowe. <laughs> Holly Rowe loves me. I'll be great with this pitch. <laughs> I'm doing it for Holly Rowe, you know. <laughs> and then, boom, rise ball. <laughs> you know, and I, I love when I think about, and I'm just going to say the best coast because I live in California, and, and I'm going to throw <laughs> it out there. <laughs> um, and not just, like, I'm not saying in terms of softball. I'm just saying when, when I even talk about West Coast, East Coast time, I always refer to it as the best coast. So that's where I'm at right now. You guys remember, I think, one of our favorite uh, quotes from last year, home runs are like boyfriends. <laughs> When, when you're not looking for one, that's when you get one. <laughs> that was from Gwen. And um, they're really good. Washington is so fantastic. That's why they're number one, Holly. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's why they are. Yeah. Beth was holding up a sticky note into the camera, and I was trying to read it. And that's, I was like, what the heck is she talking about? That's, that's what's coming up next. You continue. With I did not have clear focus. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Um, you know, we tried to bust booty early in the season to make sure that we could play quality teams. I absolutely love the phrase bust booty. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you guys. I thought you were going to go to Jimmy Softball and say, are we going to have to beat you guys? Oh. That, uh, you weren't calling any of these games. Where were you? Emo. Yeah, where were you, Beth? I, I went silent. I, I, I went silent. I went back to my alma mater to get my doctor of letters, as we call it, the D-Lit which now I can, you know, put at the at the end of my name. So it's Dr. Moen's B-A-M-S-D-Lit. I, I hope she said, you are a bleep. I just wanted to get a bleep in our first podcast. I just bleeped ourselves. I don't have the technical skills. Effectively wild. When you hit against her, she you didn't know if she was going to throw it in your ear or right down the middle of the plate. I mean, she was all over the spot. It was just incredible. She, you know, just threw with so much gas. Uh, loved playing with her on the 96 Olympic team. And, you know, a little fun fact for you. She was pregnant with her first child in the 96 Olympics. So we were actually a team of six to 17. Wow. But Mich- Michelle, Michelle Granger, one of the best in the game. That was true, uh, It was an honor to play with her and against her. Oh, legit lefty love. Well, it, it went down now, Holly, because dry shampoo was invented, and it's the best thing that ever happened so, in my life. So I'm sure Adam and Jim know so a lot about that. So down to three that. hours for the hair prep. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 just really cut down. That's like 25%, though. That's a long way to go. We've seen there. I call that I call that shot, by the way. I'm now dubbing that the – what a tree slugger <laughs> she is. That's a tree slugger. That poor tree out there down the right field line, Amanda. Hashtag tree slugger. I know. Hashtag, hashtag tree slugger. Not, the not, one a, tree, not a tree hugger, but a tree slugger. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, get out of my head. I did the same exact thing. I wrote down I wrote down every every team in the Big Ten that had an RPI over 100, of which there are six of them. Did you know when we interview coaches in-game, I'll ask a question, and then Smitty will say, hey, coach, it's Michelle. It's only the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do that when there's three of us. Come Actually, on. Amanda and I do that all the time, too, <laughs> just <laughs> really so people realize that we're two different people. Because I feel like you and Amanda sound exactly the same. Very much alike. Who says nothing good ever happens after midnight? Hashtag 17 innings. Can we match it this year at the Women's College World Series 
Ladies and gentlemen, she's been campaigning all year to get on the show. She's paid us a lot of money. She's brought us copious amounts of wine. And now, making her debut on the big stage, Danielle Laurie. Happy to be here. I have like little butterflies in my tummy. This is a good feeling. It's been a while. I think that's the wine, actually. (laughs) Telling you, those t-shirts are going to be a hot ticket, too. Everybody wants the t-shirts. Become a cottage industry. That never gets old, folks. That never gets old unless you're listening. (laughs) I am now podcasting from the ladies' lounge at my house. Uh, Are you sitting on the commode? No, I am not. No, I am not. Uh, That's all we needed to know. There's a lot of good counter space in here, here though. So that that's where we are podcasting from. Jimmy, Jimmy is softball is just shaking his head. That's TMI of a PhD, right there. (laughs) TMI of a (laughs) lefties that they use significantly uh, in their their pitching. She was a left-handed pitcher. That's Michelle Smith. Wait, was Michelle Smith a left-handed pitcher? (laughs) You went with lefties, and that includes a streak of the last seventy-six games that she's played in, going back to last season, the sixty-four this year. That she. What does that mean? That's, You're that's me 96 percent of her career <laughs> games. A calculator, <laughs> and Jessica's looking at she, the calculator, going. I tried to like. I tried to give her a quarter. There's like nine numbers. Like nine numbers. And you think, yeah. I thought Stanford is a good school. Yeah. yeah. So much. This is such, nerd this is such more park bias, by the way. She's from the same hometown. Same hometown. <laughs> D-Lo with the Velo. Yeah. yeah. That is correct, America. D-Lo with the Velo. Danielle Laurie, for those playing at home. Can Garcia do it? Oh, Canada, your home and native land. I got some real good numbers for you guys. Uh, 314. Mm-hmm. Pi? Not pi. Okay. 434. Mm-hmm. And 0.76. 0.76. Are we supposed to guess? That's Rachel Garcia's yeah. batting yeah. average in ERA. That is not correct. <laughs> Guess, but it's a great guess. guess. Great guess. Three one four is D'Lo with the Velos NCAA strikeouts in the tournament. Just, just postseason, just games. in the NCAA tournament. NCAA wow. tournament games. Four three four is Caleb Rose batting oh, average in the NCAA. Oh, tournament. Are you and zero point seven six is Michelle Smith's ERA. Oh. The Seven Innings Podcast. Mm. Lots of coffee. All these years together, I didn't know you guys were a bunch of slurpers. What the (laughs) heck was that? I was just trying to make sound effects. I wasn't really slurping. (laughs) People in the lobby are running from us. (laughs) Every coach in the country is going to want to come on the podcast next season. Because Lonnie was live with us week two, and then she wins the national championship. But don't worry, we weren't just about the laughs, even though we do believe we're quite hilarious. And while we didn't take ourselves too seriously, we did cover a whole lot of softball topics, from the fabulous freshman seasons of budding stars to selecting 64 teams into the NCAA tournament, and then crowning Florida State, the first from the ACC national champs. What are you hearing people talking about out there, Holly, when it comes to the Fab Freshmen? Well, I have a really funny story. So I was in Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma, in January on the Trey Young train of basketball. And I had breakfast with Patty Gasso. And so they haven't even really started practice, you know, officially. And 
she's like, write it down right now. So I did put a note in my iPhone um, that Jocelyn Allo might break Lauren Chamberlain's home run record. So that is the watch that we're on. She's already got 16. You have been a world-class name dropper so far on the program. And I dig that about you, Holly Rowe. I dig that. Well, you know. <laughs> and uh, let's start out with, with you, Amanda, and your impressions of that Florida-Bama series. And, and what was your lasting impact? I think my lasting impact was actually the crowd. I think that's the biggest thing that sticks out to me because that's by far the most intense, rowdiest crowd I think that I've seen all year, maybe from calling games, period. Um, and so it's a lot for Florida to deal with. So when you think about the fact that they actually won that series, it's pretty impressive because in the SEC this year, we've seen it's tough to win road series. And even with the way the Alabama fans were just going crazy, I was worried for the umpires. I genuinely was worried for the umpires especially in game three. But I think that was the craziest fan base I've ever seen. Well, I think it's just incredible the way that uh, Oregon has been playing. I love the fact that Jenna Lilia is back and in full form uh, this year. She struggled a little bit offensively last year, but just back in command. DJ Sanders is a huge pickup at the shortstop position for the Ducks. And of course, they have an amazing pitching staff. Yeah, here, just to just to give everybody the background, the D1 coaches have have asked uh, for all recruiting contact to begin September 1st of a prospective student athlete's junior year. And that was after taking input from coaches and student athletes and all the research showed that later recruiting led to a more positive experience uh, for everybody involved. So I think the overwhelming consensus, certainly from the coaches convention in December, was this would be a good thing and this ultimately will get get past chicks digging the long ball again ladies don't I, don't add us i know Beth, don't i know, add us I know because they're not. we're not offended by the term <laughs> chicks i just want to get that out there i don't find it offensive i love it so don't no. anybody add us like you were being sexist because we love the term chicks sorry the home runs aren't flying out against washington by the way they, they've only given up uh, seven all year long but around the rest of the country it was a heck of a weekend for the long ball for those of you unfamiliar you should by the way uh, Google or YouTube the 1999 Nike commercial, Chicks Dig the Long Ball. That's what this is in reference to. Dartmouth, a record-setting weekend. They hit four home runs in a row, back-to-back-to-back home runs, as uh, uh, the Big Green beat the Big Red of Cornell. It was Micah Schroeder, Morgan Martinelli, Shea Nelson, and Taylor Ward. That set an NCAA record. Jimmy, Jimmy Softball, I don't know. You... you, you you came through with the with the love song last week. Do we have some emotional? Oh, as Scarborough <laughs> takes us on a trip down memory lane, the tearful goodbye to Aggie Softball Stadium. And a hello to Davis Diamond. Your emotions this weekend, Amanda. Um, well, I'm surprised you didn't lead with the first pitch. I thought and expected that that's where we were going, as I'm sure everybody <laughs> at this point um, has seen that. And I have to tell you, I, I've never thrown out a first pitch at any game before. I've never probably been more nervous to throw a pitch. I would have rather thrown in that game versus Kentucky, like having not pl- played and practiced for years, than throw that first pitch. Crazy. The pitch of the week, uh, perhaps of the season, to our – Colleague out in the Pac-12, Tammy Blackburn, who is battling breast cancer, 
threw out one of the first pitches in that uh, series at UCLA. Great to see Tammy at the ballpark, and uh, certainly we wish her well as she continues her treatments. Uh, uh, best uh, wishes to Tammy out there out on the West Coast. Rachel Garcia is going to jump off the page in that regard because her numbers offensively, what she's do- been doing on the mound for UCLA, and as they progress, I mean, she's clearly their MVP. How how could she not, if UCLA has success, be a candidate for MVP? When, when there are stats out there that individually – as a pitcher, if you get a Megan Kleist who is just dominating what she's been able to do, and then you get hitters out there that are being able to just, I mean, dominate not just with their batting average, but home runs, and they don't, there's nothing for them because they can't do both. Like, you shouldn't be slapped in the hand because of that. So, yes, man, I'm all over it. But to me, I think it should be separated just like you get it in the big leagues, like you get it even in college yeah. baseball. And for me, college softball needs an award for each one. I have some very exciting information on how they put the bracket together and the challenges that that entails. And it was really interesting. There were some things I didn't know, and I've been doing this a long time. So, uh, But I think the main thing is that the eight tickets that do get punched to Oklahoma City are going to be some incredible teams that will have just uh, played two weeks worth of some really great softball. You know, what were some of the close discussions? Um, who were maybe some of the last teams that got in and maybe some of the last teams that were left out? And- uh, the last four in were uh, Houston, Notre Dame, South Florida, and Wisconsin were the last four uh, that we put in in no particular order. Uh, and there was a whole lot of discussion. Probably the, the biggest discussion in the room was our seating. And then when we got down to the very end, first four out only because a team that I was kind of emotionally attached to was on here. Um, this is in no particular order, Florida Gulf Coast, Louisville, Nebraska, and Pitt. You know, Pitt has been a little bit of a Cinderella's team this season. They've done so great. They were in the championship of ACC, just missed beating Florida State. What can you tell me about the conversation around Pitt? Just because I was like, oh, they're such a fun team this year. Yeah, I mean, they were they were in the conversation and, and it was um, – there, like I said, there was a lot of conversation between those four teams that we left out and the mm-hmm. four teams that we put in. Uh, you know, it all boiled down really probably to strength of schedule. Um, and, and I, we do think this is a, a really fair bracket. Yeah. Um, I love the transparency of knowing the uh, last four teams that got in and the first four teams that got out. Well, the question is, Taryn Alvello, how effective can she be? She's been injured. She only threw three innings in this regional. She is absolutely not as sharp as she was earlier in the year. Her ERA in her last couple starts is a 3.5 as opposed to an ERA under one. So that's a big question for Washington. I am going, this is Holly, and I'm going to look up what our presents will be for each other. But Beth and I are celebrating two very special milestones, anniversaries. This is my 15th year. What kind of of jewelry is that, just out of curiosity? I'll look up, give me 20 seconds, I'll look up my gifts for myself. Um, But more importantly, I'm going to get choked up if I say this, but the voice of our sport is Beth Mullins, and she is celebrating her 25th 25th Women's College World Series. I believe that's gold. I believe that's gold, everyone. Is that the gold anniversary? Pony up. Pony up. Um, all right, so tunnel is when it's like rele- when the ball is released and it looks like it's from the pitcher's hand. From uh, from the pitcher's hand. No, it's a machine actually. <laughs> During in game, that's when a new rule change for the 2018 World Series. From the pitcher's ear, and it comes <laughs> at you, and it looks exactly like a strike or any other pitch for a long period of time. So that tunnel until all of a sudden it makes the movement that is no longer a strike. So for a rise ball, it's going to end up at your chin versus the pitch that literally the entire time as it's in the tunnel looks like strike, 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 strike until it comes out of the tunnel and it's now a ball. So I'm so impressed with Florida State's ability 
to win the elimination games. I mean, they have had so many of them this year, and they go out and they play with vengeance. So kudos for them to get here, and then kudos for what they've done here. It's really been unbelievable. And, and just looking at this matchup, Washington versus Florida State, I don't think that any of us, I can think I can speak for you guys, had this one penciled in for this would be the matchup nope. in the champ finals. But both of these teams have proven themselves this entire week, and they've taken two different routes to get to the finals with Washington staying in the winner's bracket, and then Florida State facing elimination game in and game out. There's definitely momentum, and momentum is a huge part of this game. So I think the team with the momentum right now is Florida State. (laughs) But momentum is a forward process, and if it hits a rock, it stops. Congratulations to the first-time national champs, the Natty in Tallahassee, Florida State, the six-seed an historic run into the champ series and then the sweep of the Washington Huskies. For me, I think one of the big stories of the Women's College World Series this year was just the emergence and maturity of Jessie Warren. I think she'll go down as one of the greatest players to ever play for Florida State, if not the greatest. Laura Rutledge here with my favorite moment of the Women's College World Series. And it's so hard to choose, but I really think my favorite moment is both of Tristan Melhart's catches. And Seven innings live might have been the most fun I've had doing TV. And TV, I'll use that term very loosely here. Just It's also an opportunity, of course, at the end of the season to say so long. Uh, and we have to tip our cap to Oklahoma and the quest for the three-peat, which came up short. But a remarkable career for Paige Parker and uh, her running mate the last couple of years, Paige Lowry. Uh, Alicia Ocasio at Florida comes to mind. Savekis and Lily at Oregon, amazing careers with the Ducks. Uh, just so much fun to watch these young women year in and year out literally grow right before our eyes each and every World Series. Yeah, and, and adding in, I mean, we, I wish that we could name every single senior that yeah. graduated, but we yeah. just can't. But I, I think about Arizona State's run and how they were a team that were year in and year out making it to the Women's College World Series, and then they had a drought. So the seniors on their team hadn't even made it to a Super Regional, yet here they were in the World Series this year. Uh, Bree Maha, Marissa Stankiewicz, who had been through the ringer of coaches and the ups and downs of that Arizona State, program I think of them and then also teams that didn't make it to the World Series like Tennessee with Megan Gregg one of the best hitters to ever play at Tennessee as well as Tori Vidalis who played at A&M one of the best hitters to ever play at A&M and also making their mark in the SEC so um, just it's so sad but we continue to always want to stay in touch of course I love the connection that we as broadcasters get with them until even when their playing careers are done but um, just so many across the country and it's been a pleasure to cover them. Well, this uh, International Cup actually featured two USA teams, USA Red, USA Blue, and it was outstanding to see 40 amazing athletes representing uh, the United States. But it also showed that we have some weaknesses, some things we have to work on. I think that USA Red has only been together a week prior to this International Cup, and they, they grew a lot. So they needed this. And going over to Chiba, Japan here in a couple weeks is ultimately important because the winner of that World Championships will qualify for the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. So that's the goal for Team USA. But you have to remember there is a really, really, really big difference between college ball and international ball. And uh, all those names you just said don't have international experience. It's incredible how much we grew this year with our ESPN coverage, with the podcast and second streaming edition of the World Series and the amount of cameras that we have and just how much that ESPN is putting into the sport. It is 
unbelievable. Every year, it never ceases to amaze me how much more and bigger we get. So props to all of you guys who are on this podcast and all of our ESPN crew for making this sport what it is. Just very, very well done. Can't wait for next year. Next year is here. And just like every episode, we have to turn over the lineup with some outside the field of play questions from Jimmy Softball. Give me some Jimmy. We are now at the bottom of our lineup card. Our, our number nine hitter looking to turn over the batting order and get back to the top. Uh, it's give me some Jimmy with Jimmy softball. Just some fun stuff in, in the softball world, and, and we're going to have a good time with it. Jimmy softball is our producer, and, and Jimmy knows all things softball. So here we go. Give me some Jimmy. Uh, and my first question today is uh, for Holly. You just came off the uh, women's Final Four. We've seen many clips of you dancing. What's your go-to dance move? Well, actually, I have to tell you one quick story. So Kobe Bryant walked into our national semifinal game. And I was sitting on press row and Kobe walked by me. And when he saw me, he gave me this huge high five, grabbed my hand and said, that video of you dancing with Asia Wilson was everything. So Kobe approved of my dance moves. So that is my final name drop of the podcast. And um, I pretty much died (laughs) after that. All right. One more question for me. This one's for Amanda. All right. We know that you love softball and we know that you love dogs. Which one do you love more? Oh, man. Who put you up to this question? Um, I'd have to say softball and nobody told me to say that. And I'm not saying that because there are some really important softball people on this call. But I go softball all the way. But I do love dogs. It's smart. Michelle, first one's yep. for you. Yep. You've played all over the world, right? What's the worst thing? You've ever said do an ump. Now keep it PG. We don't have to beep the whole thing out. No, shinjararana, como no boru wa zikta strike de yo. Mo, anato no me wa open shite kudasai. That would be a little bit of, little bit of Japanese for, are you kidding me? That was a strike. Open your eyes. You can see that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, sometimes it was, they made me better. Nice. I loved it. Challenged me. Since we've had a couple of interesting names here when we were talking about Dancing with the Stars, what's your favorite name to say or most fun to say? Uh, there's a lot of good ones. Um, you know what? I'm doing Timberwolves Rockets this weekend, and uh, I'll see Nemanja Bialica this weekend for the Timberwolves. Can anybody else say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nemanja Bialica. <laughs> Nemanja Bialica. That's I tried to announce her it up there for Holly a He's little bit. He's no Sarah Feckety, but... Amanda, we talked about that giant home run. Can you give me the tree slugger? Can you give me your best over the top home run call? <laughs> Look at her eyes. Does it need to involve a tree? Oh, lay out, Amanda. Lay out. I, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is more of a play by play call. But um, give me a name, Jimmy. Yeah, who hits it? Give me a name. No, just recall that home run. Oh, oh, that home run. Yeah. Oh, the Aaliyah Jordan one. God, I wish I could remember even what I said. But um, Aaliyah Jordan takes this ball over right field, and it goes up to the top of the trees to the birds, knocks over the tree, and it's out of here. The world needs analysts too, Amanda. (laughs) Says the voice. That's not even fair putting me on the spot. You set me up to fail. Hey, Beth, why don't you show her how it's supposed to be called? I'll remember that. I I thought you were going to have me analyze. We could do that. Sure, break it down. Break it down, Beth. That was a monster mash. 
She ripped that rise ball that was out of the zone a little bit, by the way, folks, as you can see here on the Telestrator. Oh, no, wait, we didn't have the Telestrator for that game. But that thing, she tattooed it, okay? I think she got her hands out in front a little bit, and it was not Sandy Kofaxian enough of a pitch to get inside on her hands. Wait, where's the energy? Like, wait, did you see that home run, analyst Beth Norm? Did you see that? That's all you got. (laughs) <laughs> actually that that analyst ball that would have bled into the next three pitches yeah. i think so we, that, that the replay might not be that long unless there are a couple foul balls my thing's levity not brevity ladies <laughs> how many times in college did you intentionally hit someone oh oh the, the the true answer would be zero. Give me some Jimmy. I'm um, so disappointed I, in you. I know, I know, and I bet you somebody like Danielle Laurie like told you to ask me that because I bet her number is way different than mine, and we both know it. I, I think we both accept it, but I I don't I I truly don't think I ever did. I really didn't. Sorry to let you down, Holly. You want America to believe that you never. She's played some chin music for a longhorn or a, or a lady bear. <laughs> Never, ever, Doc Mo. I'm sorry, Holly, Michelle. I know I'm letting everybody down right now, you guys. But yes, Michelle, Michelle. Kick me off the team. No, Let's ask good. Michelle. Is she? That's, yes, maybe. Oh, well. <laughs> we know. Wait, Vegas Vicky is setting the over-under on 25. <laughs> 25 for Smitty Hit. Well, I'm just going to tell you of one experience. I had a <laughs> – this was in the Japanese Professional League – and one of the players from a big rival team kept pointing her bat at me. Ooh. And, you know, that's like a sh- sh- sign of disrespect, right? Like, I'm going to hit you. Like it, it, So she was pointing her bat at me. And I kept yelling. I was like, tell her to stop pointing her bat at me. Tell her to stop. So I was brushing her back. And then one time I was like, I'm not brushing her back anymore. I'm going to plunk her. <laughs> and I was like, I'm hitting her right in the shoulder. So I threw it and I hit her in the shoulder. Well, I threw it at her shoulder and I hit her in the head. <gasps> and then they had, oh, to, they, had to cart, they had to cart her off. They had to cart her off on a like a tmi tmi anyway no she was fine she came back in the next inning but then i felt bad and i had to buy her a gift because you know that's the japanese way and i was like i was like see michelle that's what you get for throwing at somebody for me <laughs> so she was There's fine thanks for listening to seven innings podcast we are so excited you'll be on this journey to the national championship with us again this season look for new episodes soon and as you can probably see by now We have a whole lot of fun. We even had a little too much fun trying to close out the show. And, of course, we look forward to seeing all of you on the road to the Women's College World Series. Hashtag mayhem. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Jimmy, you got some of that sweet music to take us off the air? The night vibe on Extra Innings. Now that's a show. History happens every day. We're either watching it or making it. Let's make some at the Women's College World Series. Goosebumps. 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 I'll use that tonight. And uh, oh, so much more on our Seven Innings podcast. Thanks again for joining us. BMO Horo, Smitty Scarborough, Jess, Jimmy Softball, (laughs) and Lonnie the Comedian. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for uh, being a loyal listener. Tell all your friends. Tell all your neighbors. At Seven Innings Podcast is the follow on Twitter and the gram. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, down the line here as our coverage continues. Last word is it all started with a dream and an idea, but 
if you don't follow it up with the execution, it never sees the light of day. So thank you, Jimmy, for graduating from geek school and figuring out how <laughs> how to throw this down and get us on the air. Mucho gusto, mucho apreciado. Ladies. Awesome. Hey, I want to thank you guys too, because over the past eight years working on softball, it's been great. You know, without all this, I'd just be some dude named Jim. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ending. I love that. I had to think about it. No, I had to think about it.